You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, a podcast for spiritual souls on their journey of enlightening the world. I'm your host, Stephanie Powers. Welcome. Hello, Lightworkers. Welcome to another episode of Lightworkers Lounge. This week, the universe really knew what I needed, and we have a very special guest on the show who I can't wait to just chat with. Like I told her, it's going to be like we're sitting at a coffee shop just enjoying a good conversation, except we have thousands of people listening to us. (laughs) On the show this week, she is known on Instagram as at Jane underscore Lightworker. She's an intuitive life and business coach, and I love her posts about being an empath. Jane, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you so much. I'm, I was sitting listening to you, and I have goosebumps all over my body. It just feels so good truth to be bumps. here. <laughs> we call those truth bumps. You're feeling the truth right. because it's just, yeah. So, Jane, you are an intuitive life and business coach, and I found you on Instagram because I loved your posts about being an empath, and that's something I just came to the conclusion of like, oh, I am one of those. I am an empath. I thought growing up, I was just too sensitive. You know, my family members and some of my friends would say, you are too sensitive, girl, Mm -hmm. toughen up, get some thick skin. But here I am 30 years old and my skin is thin as ever. (laughs) I just can't. It's not in my nature to be tough. Mm -hmm. So when did you discover you were an empath? That's such a great question. Uh, I remember when I was little, I always felt different. And uh, I was kind of like out of this world, you know? And Mm -hmm. I felt like, you know, I was growing up and becoming a teenager. And later on, I felt that there was something wrong with me. Like, I wouldn't fit in into certain structures, certain social parameters. I would Mm -hmm. not uh, feel comfortable around certain people. I would kind of feel what those people all about, even though they were smiling. But when I was little, I couldn't really understand what was happening, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, I would love to stay home, you know, and spend time alone as much as I can or in a small circle of friends. And I thought, you know, I'm socially awkward. There's definitely something wrong with me. Maybe I have to get checked, you know. I feel Mm -hmm. maybe I have these mood swings. I feel great one moment and completely angry and irritated another. And I thought, well, maybe I am bipolar. So I started thinking all these things that maybe I should get checked. Uh, There was so many thoughts that were not serving me, you know. And then Mm -hmm. it led me to the point when I discovered the word empath. You know, I was on a call with a psychic and uh, she was doing the first reading I've ever had. I was kind of nervous and I had goosebumps and I was excited. And then at the end she said, Jane, I want to just let you know that by hearing your voice, you're an empath. Are you aware of that? And by the way, I just looked at the time. It's one eleven. I mean, that could be... And it's 11 And I said, yeah, you know what? I am an empath. And by that time, I didn't Google the word. I, I heard it the first time, but I was screaming, yes, yes, I am an empath. So, and then I started researching more that the universe guided me uh, to books and resources. And that's how I discovered and, uh, you know, became empowered um, and started to take this journey on empowerment. Yeah, because once you discover like, okay, I'm an empath, I'm sensitive, you can use it to your advantage. 
right? Absolutely. And I always say, the moment you discover you're an empath, you always have a choice. Am I just going to sit with this and feel like a victim? Or am I, I know that there's nothing wrong with me and I can, you know, uh, try to use my sensitivities either to help others or to hold a high frequency around people, make myself happy, make other people with my energy uplifted. So there's so many <laughs> opportunities open up really after yeah. that. Yeah, now most of the Lightworkers Lounge crew, they know what an empath is. But just in case there's someone out there listening to this who doesn't know what empath means, how would you describe it? What is your definition of an empath? Yeah, absolutely. That's a very good question to clarify that. So empath are uh, humans as energy sponges. They absorb other people's energies, feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it could be happy feelings, sad feelings, because they're not just empathize with other people and say, oh, I understand what you're going through, but they can actually feel their pain, even if it's unexpressed, um, in their own bodies. Yeah. Now, I think looking back and reflecting on it, I've always been an empath since I was born. Like, that's another question I want to ask you is, can you be born an empath or something you develop? But I used to be severely bullied in high school. Mm-hmm. So bad. It's really sad. And I could never be mean back. Mm-hmm. I could stick up for myself and say enough, but I could never hit back or yell back or say mean things back because it just wasn't in my nature. Because I would look at these people who were being so rude to me and all I could Mm -hmm. see was the pain inside that was causing them to inflict that upon me. Is that being an empath? Yeah, absolutely. You know what, Stephanie? And when you started talking about school, I was in the same position when I was uh, bullied as well in school in different ways. And, uh, you know, what I noticed was my clients and with everyone that I've been working with and my friends and my family is that there are kind of two ways to be an empath, right? So how do we actually become empath? We either born as empath and maybe one of our parents, you know, is highly sensitive or both. And we kind of take that on. Uh, Or we have, uh, you know, traumas in our childhood. And that kind of uh, moves us to that place of high sensitivity and feeling everything so deeply and being kind of cautious, you know, how we absorb our world around us. Wow, yeah, I've got double whammy. Traumatic <laughs> childhood, and I'm pretty sure I was born one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So mm-hmm. it, it's tough to navigate in this world as an empath, especially with social media. I was just sharing this mm-hmm. in my personal Instagram and my stories that. I was being interviewed yesterday about Lightworkers Lounge, and one of the questions was, what does your Instagram fam not know about you? And I said, something you guys don't know about me is that I actually cannot stand social media. I know it's my job, it's my platform, it's the way I express myself, but there will definitely come a day where I will get rid of all social media accounts and be a hermit on a farm. (laughs) Because it's just too much for me. It's already so much to go out into the world and enjoy connections, but also absorb energies that I shouldn't. But then, you know, I feel bad for teenagers and kids today because they have to go to school and then they have to come home and they're still kind of at school through social media. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I feel um, I've done that in the past. I remember when I was going through my spiritual healing, 
and I think it was uh, a few years ago. Yes, I remember I deleted my Facebook page. I deleted my previous Instagram page. And I had this period of six to seven months with no social media. And that's where I was able to grow the most. You know, I was reading the books. I was spending time with myself, meditating. And then it was kind of like, yeah, um, detox, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then after that, I created this page that I now have and kind of with with a fresh, you know, energy fresh wave of energy but I absolutely understand what you're saying because I make a post once in a while closed for spiritual maintenance and my followers um, they already know like you know for a few days I'll be out and if they need to reach me they can email me but I will be away from social media and it helps me to balance you know have this healthy balance of serving others helping others using that platform um, you know, to uplift other people. And also I shouldn't forget that uh, I have to keep myself in alignment while doing so. Yes, yes. Close for spiritual maintenance. I saw your post on that and I just thought, wow, I need to <laughs> repost that with myself because I just went through a really tough heartbreak and it's it's hard. And I swear, you know, empaths attract other empaths. My whole community on Instagram is fellow empaths and we can feel each other's energies like I can share a video of myself and I can say look I'm in a beautiful place in Telluride and I'll have direct messages saying yeah but I can see it in your face you're not doing well tell me what's up I cannot hide it even if I share a beautiful photo of like me in a wildflower meadow people will feel in my caption like you have a beautiful photo but I can feel that something's wrong so I can't hide anything from my yeah So you know what I'm talking about, right? Absolutely, 100%. And that's why it's important to just say, okay, I'm not feeling it. I need to take a break for spiritual maintenance. Yeah, yeah. Now, what are some ways that you recharge your spirit? When you're really drained and you need to take a break for social media, what do you do on your time off? So on my time off, I try to, uh, first of all, I love to take naps. <laughs> I there think it's a go. great idea, especially when my kids are in school and I'm like, you know what? I have to do laundry. I have to clean the house. I have to cook. No. First, I'm going to, like my eyes are shutting down. I know it's a call of my body just to take like a 15, 20 minute nap. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes if I do it, let's say if I'm very tired, I'll do it every day for five days, you know. Uh, Another thing, how I recharge myself is to be alone by myself. I love my family dearly, uh, but I, you know, and my husband very, um, you know, he's so good with that. When I tell him, you know what, honey, I need to go uh, after school hours for a few hours just for myself. Just, you know, go to Starbucks and just do some work maybe there or just have a cup of coffee or dinner by myself. And that helps me to have a date with my own energy which is so important for highly sensitive people. And either I'll go for a walk uh, in nature. I live in Florida, so there's like beautiful places. You know, you walk outside. It's a little bit hot right now, but I choose the hours when I'm not bothered by high temperatures. So I'll just go for a walk or for a bike ride. As long as I'm by myself, uh, that helps me. Or let's say if I'm in the mood to talk um, to my friends on the phone um, while I'm away from my family as well and I'm having dinner somewhere. So that also works because all of my friends are, 
you know, in another state because we just moved recently. So yeah. all I have these telephone calls with them, you know. So there are so many ways. And I remember right now I don't do that, but I read a lot of spiritual literature, like self-help books. Um, and I read so many of them that I, I think I kind of like have all this knowledge that I'm not drawn to do that anymore. But I remember uh, that would be the best thing when I can, before I go to bed for an hour, I can read a book or something very interesting and calming my soul and uplifting me. That helped me as well. Uh, and of course, meditation. Every time I don't feel good, I know I have disconnected from my own spirit and I'll just turn on some very soothing music and I'll go just meditate. Even if I did it in the morning, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go into my sacred space and I'll reconnect and the universe will do the rest for me. That is beautiful. I resonate with that so heavily, especially being alone. Living out in Telluride, we're surrounded by the beautiful mountains, and I would always go hike alone. Yeah. And a lot of my friends would be like, why do you do that? Why do you go by yourself? That's weird. And I was like, no, I need that. I am happiest <laughs> when I'm alone because I can get grounded and centered and come back and be a really good girlfriend, a really great friend. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's so beautiful that your family understands that as well and says, yes, please go do your thing. So you can come back and be a better mom. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's talk about your children. How old are they? Uh, so my children are 10, 9, and my little one is 6 and a half. Um, oh. And they're balls of energy, honestly. I, I, I mean, I always say being an empath parents can be a challenge. Uh, and you have to be really uh, mindful about time alone so you can give your best to them. And they teach me a lot. You know, we say, I'm not your teacher, but you came here to teach me, to teach me patience, kindness, motivation, uh, you know, so many things that they're teaching me. And it could be a challenge every day to be an empath parent, but I accept that challenge. And I know they're making me a better person at the end, those challenges from them. Uh, yeah, they, and they are your greatest teachers. Yeah, absolutely. But they're very, you know, happy and thankful kids. Of course, they have their own moments. Um, but I also try to teach them about boundaries as well by setting those boundaries, you know, setting example that, uh, you know, your mom needs a lot of alone time. I'm highly sensitive. And my little one is probably the most sensitive from all of my kids. And I also teach her to do that. And now she, you know, she knows that if she wants to be alone, she's not going to be shy about it, you know. Um, so, and sometimes she even wants to sleep separately, let's say on the couch, not not in the room with her brother. And she'll say, you know what, no, I'm going to go and sit there. I'm like, wow, you're only six and a half. And those are some nice boundaries right there. Yeah, wow, that's incredible. Yeah, she picks up quickly. So as long as we model that behavior, and I'm never feeling guilty about that, and I suggest to any parents who are listening, really, who are highly sensitive or empath, uh, you know, to have a conversation with your children and explain them that that's how I become a better mommy, like a phone. You know, I need to put myself on a charger. Otherwise, yeah, I'm not going to be functioning properly anymore <laughs> yeah and I'm so glad you brought this up because we do have a lot of listeners with younger children and just they need to hear this because a lot of them are empaths and they don't know how 
to raise their children without being stressed and anxiety. So you nailed it. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you. Thank you for, for ha- giving me opportunity and a platform to do that. <laughs> yes. So is your husband an empath as well? Uh, he's not an empath. He is what uh, Judith Orloff, um, the author of Empath Survival Guide, explains as a rock type personality, which is kind of, um, you know, not completely empath, but someone who I think balances well empath with that personality in terms of motivating. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so there's a little bit of balance there. So that would be like the best I could describe him. If you guys read that book or, you know what I'm talking about, he's a rock type of personality. Yeah. And what's that book called? Uh, It's an amazing book. It's called Empath Survival Guide. Empath Survival Guide. Wow. I think you're posting that on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to add that to our show notes because I have a feeling a lot of people are going to be purchasing that. Right. Yes. Yeah. But that's so nice that he understands and takes time to understand that you're an empath and this is what you need. I think that's so important in a relationship is for people to understand our sensitivities and our triggers and the importance of alone time. Absolutely. You know, we were, uh, it was a long journey with my husband because um, a few years ago we were at the crossroads where things were not going well, you know, and actually that rock bottom helped me to regain my control, set clear boundaries, speak my needs, communicate my needs. And that's what I teach my students now that in any relationship, uh, you know, Setting boundaries, speaking your needs, communicating clearly is so important because people are not mind readers, you know. And uh, my biggest problem that I was having that I thought, you know, that he should make me happy and he thought I should make him him happy. And this is the biggest, it's, it's a trap, right? So we went through a lot, but now at the end, when we understand each other and we're able to heal this bond and, um, you know, just, just to be there for each other. And if something doesn't work out, we're just very clear about that. And, you know, we communicate right away. We don't hold it in. So that's, that's how we balance it now. That's beautiful. Now, what do you think, or do you think two empaths could have a happy, healthy relationship? Or would it just be too much sensitivity? That's a, for such one a good question, Stephanie. That's a good question. I believe if at least one of the empath is an empowered empath, uh, which I which I call you know there's unaware empath or disempowered empath, and they're empowered ones mm-hmm. who already know their power and they activated that light within, and they have strong boundaries. I believe it's possible. If there are two empowered empaths, that would be great. You know. <laughs> Um, However, and I like how Judith Arloff also talks about that in a book that sometimes empaths uh, need that a little gentle push to the next level, you know, because they can get very comfortable in their own comfort zone. And if someone like a rock personality type of personality or someone that, uh, you know, can encourage you or, you you know, with that person, you can, I love how Abraham Hicks call it launch rockets of desire for something else because of your experience uh, and mm-hmm. attract, you know, a better relationship or a healed relationship with that person. So mm-hmm. I believe that, 
I believe that when people call soulmates, it's not necessarily when we meet a person and it's a perfect person. I personally believe that a soulmate is a person who uh, either we get hurt or we learn something from that experience. And that it's really up to us how we can take it further. Wow. Yeah, you just post something about that on Instagram, I think. An empowered empath versus an unaware mm -hmm. empath. And I remember, because I archived like, all of your posts to look at them on my own. Um, one of the things you put under unaware empaths is neglect the red flags. And that is something I've been speaking heavily about. Because for me, as an empath, I have a really hard time distinguishing between intuition or fear. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for people on how they can distinguish whether it's just mm -hmm. a past trauma coming up to sabotage a situation or if it's actually their intuition saying, red flag, red flag? Yeah, absolutely. It's such a good question. Um, so what I teach about intuition, I always say that your intuition is, um, you are connected to your intuition when you are in your alignment with your source, Right when you're aligned with that uh, inner knowledge within you. And when you are disconnected, uh, most of the time, you know, uh, there's fear-based thoughts. They step in to create that story in your mind. So here, like, say, two scenarios, two type of scenarios. When you are in your alignment, you work on yourself, you uh, do your self-care routine, self-love routine, and you set clear boundaries. So the red flag, if you will feel something, uh, it's just going to feel like it just doesn't, it's not a right thing to continue with. It's not going to mm -hmm. feel like shaking your body. You know what I mean? It's not going to feel like your body's aching and you're not feeling good because intuition is always gently and lovingly guiding you. And it gives you like these very, um, like nudges, I call them. Like all of a sudden you have this light bulb, like, oh, what, 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 what was I thinking all this time? You know, it's just so obvious now, you know, I see this. Yeah. Um, and when we are in the fear-based thoughts, that's when we add on another story. And that's when we create the outcome with our ego, with our fear-based thoughts thinking, oh, that person is horrible, he did this, this, and that, and, and that story builds up and builds up. And you always can say, by the way, you feel. If you feel completely in this negative state, you probably uh, have separated in your fear-based thoughts. Whenever you try to make a decision, let's say, about someone in relationships, I would say, try to isolate yourself, find that place to meditate, Find that place to give yourself self-love, go to the nature, go for a walk, do something that your inner child wants to do. Forget about what's happening right now. And then from that point, you will have that clarity. You know, it's like, oh, it just, it doesn't make sense to continue this way. I just, it's, it's so clear to me, you know, and that clarity, that clarity is your intuition. Wow. I'm just, I'm listening to you and replaying all these scenarios where I've acted on fear when I thought it was my intuition. I think fear really makes you do impulse decisions. Mm. Yes, yes, wow. absolutely. Wow. Now, one of your most popular posts on Instagram, I dug it up, <laughs> is empath anxiety triggers. And you have a list of things mm -hmm. that can trigger anxiety. 
spending time in crowded areas is the one that really stands out to me because I used to have crippling anxiety, Jane. Like mm. I couldn't even drive. It was so bad. And thankfully through diet and lifestyle and just grounding techniques mm-hmm. like nature and meditation, I've healed that. But there's one thing, and you're probably going to laugh, but there's one thing that I cannot shake, and that's going into a grocery store. Oh, boy, yes. There's just so many people, so many sounds, and there's so many different choices of, like, cereal. Like, cereal has its own aisle, and there's so many different choices, and it just makes me want to sink into the ground. Right. Have you ever heard of that before? Oh, boy, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You just... The moment you walk in, if you're an empath, and I completely relate to you, you know, your experience. And to this day, uh, I, I, I will give you a few tools that, and for everyone, that will help you to ground yourself in the stores and malls and, you know, places like that. But to this day, I use these tools because the moment you walk in, you feel people's energies and you feel like you're disoriented. Like, I can't focus, yes. you know? And uh, I just don't feel good. I want to run away. This is my first feeling. I'm going in. I'm, I know what I'm going to get. I have a list. I try to avoid as much eye contact as possible. <laughs> it's like, okay, not to forget this, this, and that. Of course, I forget always something um, because of the inability to focus. And that feels very draining for empath. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to give you a few tools that will help you, you know, um, because we all need to go buy groceries, you know, <laughs> there's mm-hmm. always the moment I go to Target, there's always something I need there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing that I suggest, if you can't take it or feel overwhelmed, wear sunglasses when you walk in. Oh, so yeah. bright lights. Yes. Yeah, especially, you know, those fluorescent mm-hmm. lights. Oh, they're awful. Yeah, yeah. Especially for empath, they can really irritate you uh, and put you in this irritation mode or depleting mode. So wear sunglasses, avoid eye contact because the energy, that's how it travels. But I always What about say, a hat? I'm sorry? What about a hat? A hat, that yeah, would be hat. great. That would be great. Or like a jacket or something that makes you cozy. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Something, and maybe like it's the same, like you know, when children have the same soft plush uh, toy, right? That yeah. makes them feel um, comfortable. And I feel we have to do the same. Let's say if you have a very comfortable jacket that you just feel and good in and love it, just put it on. You know, they they always have AC even in summer. Just put it oh, on yeah. so you can keep your body protected as well. Uh, and actually, I call it the jacket strategy, and I teach it in my courses. So, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, it works like a charm. And another tool that I guys want to give you today and to you, Stephanie, is that when you are feeling this way in a grocery store, I want you to stop, take a deep breath in, uh, look down on your feet, and imagine the roots are growing out of your feet. Ooh. So you com- constantly you get grounded back to Mother Nature. It's just like you're not floating around, you know? That's exactly how it feels. When I have a, like a panic attack in the grocery store, it feels like I'm on a roller coaster or an elevator just flying down. There you go. Or dizzy, right? Have you ever felt dizzy? It's so dizzy. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually a sign as well. Mm-hmm. Wow. So envision roots growing out of my feet and I'm yeah. grounded. And a few deep breaths to help to move that energy, you know, back, back to your body and feeling wow. kind of floating around. Yeah. I love that, especially the hat or the sunglasses idea. Yeah. 
it's amazing what such a small thing can do to protect your energy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow, especially for me, because my eyes are just looking at everything like, holy crap, why are there 20 different types of toilet paper? <laughs> no sense. Oh, I know. Yeah. You're like you always want to analyze everything. You know, your mind is always active and it makes and it takes energy to do that. Mm -hmm. you know and I would never say go hungry to those places eat something eat something to ground oh, yourself very true yeah because yeah, then I buy all these things I don't need <laughs> yeah <laughs> now another thing you talk about quite often on your Instagram profile is energy vampires mm -hmm. so what is your definition of an energy vampire and do you think empaths attract them like a moth to a flame great question I think unaware empaths attract them a lot when you become an empowered empath, you actually vibrate on a different frequency. And so energy vampires, people who are who went through either trauma or they're filled with negative thinking or they're very judgmental and they're in this negative loop all the time and they really they can't get out of this. You know, they they really uh, dug the uh, the hole for themselves basically. So uh, when unaware empath meets the energy vampire and they kind of, you know, the same frequency, they match up sometimes. Um, energy vampires typically mm. can talk a lot about themselves. Um, they can, uh, you know, tell the problems, their stories, and they're playing as a victim all the time. And this moment, what's happening, empaths have a naturally healing aura around them right even if they're unaware yeah. so those vampires kind of sucking that energy out of uh empath and they kind of feel better they feel better until the next time so to speak so if mm -hmm. if, if any of the listeners have you know many of us have those people in the life probably friends who would just call you every day and tell their problems there is a mm -hmm. sign there just pay attention to that is that person talking only about problems? If that person really wants to see you because something good happened or they just want to dump everything on you. But it's yeah. all in your hands as well, too. Yeah. yeah. I've noticed that strangers will approach me and all of a sudden, the next five minutes, I'm hearing their entire life story. That's interesting that you said that. I had a few clients who would say, Jane, you're not going to believe. How is it possible that strangers literally stop me on the streets and tell their story yeah oh yeah literally quite literally will stop me hi what's your name okay well this is who i am this is my childhood traumas wow wow it just also indicates of your beautiful healing abilities too you know that oh. if you look at it from the other side they just feel that it's so safe to approach you you know Oh, yeah, I always take, you know, some of my friends will see it happening and they'll be like, wow, Steph, this literally happens to you everywhere you go. <laughs> Does it get annoying? And yeah. I'm like, no, I'm flattered that people who don't even know me just see me and say that's a safe space. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, the last post I want to ask you about mm -hmm. on your Instagram profile, just because we are Lightworkers Lounge, mm -hmm. you have empaths versus lightworkers. Yeah. So. What is your definite, like, how are they different? So, yeah, it's a very amazing question. And I'm very excited about and passionate about this subject. I believe that most empaths are light workers. 
Uh, it's mm -hmm. just, I believe that, you know, when I heard the word light worker, I was reading A Course in Miracles. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I had no question when I heard the word for the first time that I, I am one. I knew what it means even before reading the definition of it or understanding the definition of it. So mm -hmm. I feel that as a light workers, we uh, activate our own light. And imagine if, if we would be holding a torch, right, with the light, and we pass that torch by keeping our energy high and having this high frequency uh, in our bodies, we pass that light onto the others. And let's say if, uh, let's say you would be a teacher and I would take your class. You already mm -hmm. activated that light, so now I have activated it. Now I can pass it on to other people. And I believe, I love how you, you know, your Instagram made, name Lightworkers Lounge because I just feel like there's just a bunch of Lightworkers hanging out and passing to each other this torch, basically kind of, okay, now it's right. your turn to pass yeah. it on to others. And that's how we elevate the frequency in this universe. It all comes from highly sensitive people, which is only, uh, due to recent research, it's only like 15 to 20% of population who are highly sensitive, you know? We have a lot of work to do here. <laughs> mm -hmm. We sure do. There's That's why people to hang out and breathe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we feel responsibility. I was, I always wanted to help people. I feel, you know, you're a light worker because you've always wanted to be either a coach or a therapist or energy worker mm -hmm. or healer, or you always pursued this, um, you know, spiritual teachings um, and you wanted to dig deeper that you're not only here for the sake of just these mundane, um, you know, activities that we're doing day to day. There's something more. So Anytime you recognize there's something more there, that's your, I believe, your light worker call within. Yeah, what you wrote on your post, light workers feel the sense of urgency to fulfill their mission to help others, even if they're unsure how to do it. Ping! Exactly, yes. Yes, it's like, I don't know how this works, but I'll just start. You'll <laughs> see if mm -hmm. it will get me. Yes. Yeah. That's right. I used to work a nine to five and I just, I followed what society conditioned me to believe. You go to high school, then you go to college, mm -hmm. you graduate and you get a nine to five. And I did all that, but I, I had never felt more empty in mm -hmm. my entire life than I did in that moment. Yeah. yeah. I just knew there was, I had a higher calling, but like you wrote, I was unsure what it was, how to do it. And the way I found it was just connecting back with my inner child. I began to go outside and climb trees or just hang out. I started taking photos as a creative expression and blogging. And through that, I found Lightworkers Lounge. That's amazing. That's a very yeah. beautiful story. And by the way, the work that you're doing, I mean, I feel it the moment I lent to your Instagram page. I felt that the moment we connected or even here in this platform, I mean, it's it's amazing. It always makes me feel so happy when people oh. click with their purpose, you know, and I'm like, we need more of us to do that. Yes. Yes. Let's do the same. Absolutely. I love that. And that's what I tell my audience all the time is, hey, we are a really fun Instagram to scroll and double tap on some cool quotes, yeah. but we are so much more than that. I have a whole link tree in my bio where people can 
get a career in spirituality or holistic health where they can get tarot card readings mm-hmm. and just lots of stuff to help them on their journey. Yeah. So hopefully Lightworkers Lounge is a physical building one day and you can come and talk to people and they can meet you. Oh my gosh. I just had truth, truth, um, bumps. truth bumps. Yeah. <laughs> because it's going to happen. Stay tuned. <laughs> That's right. Jane, you and I are going to host a retreat in the Florida Keys, aren't we? Absolutely. Yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> okay. One thing I want to ask you about all that empaths versus Lightworkers post you wrote I mean, light workers don't like talking about past experiences. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I feel that uh, deep down we understand, you know, like um, one of my favorite teachers, Abraham Hicks, the, they say, your inner being never looks back. So whatever happened, uh-huh. you know, the, the, the only way to move forward is to not dwell in the past. And, you know, these past experience, that traumatizing experience that can happen, once you have that urgency to fulfill your mission, once you have that connection with your source, you just thriving for what's in front of you and what's, you know, in front of you in the nearest future or even like a big picture future. Because that's how we uh, kind of keep going. Because the moment the light worker, anyone will look back, they lose their power. And I feel that deep down, we understand that sometimes maybe we cannot express why it's happening. That's why we can forgive people as well. And we don't want to just kind of, oh, you did this to me. You owe me 20 bucks. I'm just going to hate you for the rest of my life (laughs) or something. Mm -hmm. You know, people really sometimes can get, um, you know, attached to those things. I feel light workers have the tendency to move on, to forgive, to forget, meaning they're not completely forgot about it but they are working i see them as ants always working you know always doing something exactly and i'm covered in truth bumps now because that resonates with me so highly whenever i meet people personally and i share a lot of what i've been through in my 30 years of life their jaw is on the floor and they say how the hell are you such a light optimistic person after going through such severe traumas and it's exactly like you said I just the past happened and I accept it and I turn that into a notch in my spiritual tool belt to use those traumatic experiences to help uplift others yeah am I a light worker yeah oh my gosh yeah that's amazing (laughs) um and you know and the fact that we when we talk we resonate with each other and the fact that we have those truth bombs through truth bumps yeah Mm -hmm. that just means um you know like you said like when we connected it's like we've known each other for a while yeah yeah that's the first thing i said to you community and then we meet those people you know (laughs) dear jane thank you for your email address i just want to let you know that we've known each other in many lives I love that. So Jane, tell Lightworkers Lounge, can they work with you? Can anybody sign up to take a class from you or one-on-one with you? Like, what do you offer? Yes, absolutely. Uh, So my website is www.newsoulacademy.com and you can go check it out. I offer online classes. I offer one-on-one sessions. Um, You know, I offer business strategy sessions. I offer healing sessions. 
And uh, I just love connecting to people, whether it's through online class where I still, you know, support in our private group mm -hmm. or it's one-on-one. -on -one. I just love doing this work and passing on my light to others. So if you feel <laughs> like, yeah. um, you know, taking the torch and passing it to others as well, I invite you to my community. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are just now waking up and discovering that they're an empath, and that's why their life has been kind of difficult because they're so sensitive to energy, so much so that it's spiraled into anxiety and panic disorder. Yeah. So for people like that, can they work with you to learn how to harness their empath powers and use it to their advantage rather than a disability? Absolutely. And um, for that specifically, I have two online courses. I have Empath okay. Online Workshop. Uh, I'm sorry, Empath Healing Workshop. And I have Empowered Empath Online Course. And uh, those classes I created specifically for people so they can take them on their own pa uh, pace and learn all of the tools to become empowered, to release anxiety and uh, to stop feeling like they're in this negative loop all the time and just finally live their life on their terms. And if they want to help other people and create a spiritual career, spiritual business, I have the tools for that as well. Wow. I'm going to have to check that out myself. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, Jane, thank you so much for coming to Lightworkers Lounge and hanging out with us. I think you and I have to meet again. We'll have a meetup in Florida and record another episode live and take questions from the audience. That would be awesome. That would be cool. Right? So Florida listeners, follow Jane at Jane underscore Lightworker on Instagram and stay up to date with what her and I will be up to. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Stephanie. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And Lightworkers, I will see you next Wednesday on the show. Goodbye, guys. Bye. And I got way too many feels, way too much emotion. I don't even know it's real. I just say fuck it, keep on going. I get deeper, I get deeper. Yeah, I feel I'm rolling. I can see you, yeah, I see you. I don't know, I think I'm rolling. Yeah, it's way too many feels, way too much emotion. I Yeah, I think I'm rolling, I can see you, yeah, I see him, I don't know, I just keep going.